Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite Mouska moms. Lori, that's me, Jennifer. Hello. And Juliana. Hi. All right. So today we'll be going to a galaxy far, far away as we discuss all things Star Wars in honors of May the 4th. But at first, of course, we have to do the Mouska cocktail. Of course we do, and we have to acknowledge today's special date, which is Cinco de Mayo, May the 5th, and honor it with a margarita. We have to. We talk all about margaritas at Disney. We love them. But this time we have a very special, boring margarita. <laughs> Jen gave us the Star Wars margarita in keeping with our Star Wars theme. It's a Mouse the Moms original. Um, we're calling it the May the 4th be with Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> which always makes me think of Arrested Development and Cinco de Cuatro. Did either of you guys watch Arrested Development? I did watch Arrested Development, but I don't remember that. Well, I have to go back and watch it. That show is, even for us, is over the top. All right. So anyways, <laughs> it's just a classic lime margarita on the rocks. But heck, if you want to make it frozen, go for it. Salted rim and then just take some half moon little lime slices and make them little ears. Put one on each side. You got little Yoda ears. I think you should stick a toothpick through a couple of blueberries and slide it across the top to make little eyeballs. Um, you've got your blueberries and lime. Yes. You've never had a blueberry margarita? Yeah, but blueberries and lime would go. <laughs> I like Absolutely. blueberry and vodka, but blueberries and lime and tequila. I don't know. I think you, it would be delicious, actually. You put the anyway, lime and the coconut. Two blueberries for a garnish. Uh, okay, like, sorry, <laughs> fine. There's always one, I swear. <laughs> and it's usually me. <laughs> That's what I always say, and it's usually me. Anyway, all right. So two ounces of tequila, one and a half ounces of triple sec, and an ounce of lime juice. You guys pretty much know the... Uh, the ingredients you know, the to a margarita. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? If you want to get fancy, get fancy. But the point is it needs to be green. You could throw some avocado in there. That would be good. Yes. Avocado margarita would go well on this day because also it is green like yoga. The right color. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Grab your margarita in honor of Cinco de Mayo. And let's talk news. So we don't have a whole bunch today, but some good news. Um, first one is that Disneyland did reopen. They re reopened last Friday. Um, if you've seen the videos, there was tears. There was tears from your mouse moms. Um, Mickey opened the gates, let everyone oh, in. So hard. I know. Did you see that one? Oh, oh my, my gosh, cried. you guys. Seriously, uh, you yes. cried. I mean, I I don't know. I you love have, Disney, You have no heart. I, I didn't even say, watch it. So It's the fact that it's 412 days of something being closed that has been there for 65 years. Like, that's crazy. I'm thrilled for all of them, but I didn't, I just needed, I'm glad. I know that it happened and I didn't choose to watch it. All right. I know. Well, for the people that did watch it. Um, people with hearts. <laughs> I know. The people with hearts, people are also excited and surprised because as they're walking down, Bob Iger was there. The other Bob was there. And Jen, <laughs> the my friend Josh was there. <laughs> Oh, my boyfriend, Josh. Did you see pictures of him? Mm -mm. Yes. 
<laughs> Maybe that's why I was crying. Oh, I should have been there. I should have right. been only, only I was there. <laughs> right. So they were all there. All the executives were there welcoming everyone in. It was, if you have a heart, a tear probably escaped. Yes. Um, another big piece of news. <laughs> maybe if I watched, I would have cried. And maybe that's why I chose not to watch. I just didn't want to shed tears. Okay. We'll sure. That. <laughs> that's what we're working with. We're going with it. Um, another big piece of news is that the Disney Wish was released last week for the introduction. Um, if you haven't seen the video, the video is super cute. Um, I will. Juliana's like, why is the fairy godmother in here? Because it was cute. So my children loved it. Um, they actually watched the whole thing. I thought they did an awesome job with it. Uh, it was a really cool unveiling of what it was going to look like. Um, we do have a blog article on it because there's all new stuff, which was super exciting. Um, and that will have its first sailing on June uh, of 2022. But the bookings are going to start in this month. Or Yeah, this month. So they start, yeah. I think, for Platinum May 17th, um, and then from there, keep going. So I think the silver, which is myself, it's the 24th, 25th, something like that. So. Yeah. So very excited about that. Um, now, if the cruise industry would just open, that would be more exciting. <laughs> it's um, coming. Yeah, it's coming. So that was very exciting. But yeah, I think that's it. That's all we got for the news. You know, and I forgot a piece of news. They right. also announced yesterday that the Disney College program is coming oh, back. Oh, right. I did yeah. not know that. And they sent, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, and they sent letters to all of those poor college kids who were sent home in 2020, inviting them to reapply and come back. So no. I, they have to again, reapply? Again, I shed a, a tear for that one too. I don't know if the reapplication is a formality. I'm sure they lost a bunch of people from kids who were seniors or kids who are now, you know, seniors and can't come back. Because um, I think they're invited to come back in June, like yeah. really it's soon. soon. Yeah, it's soon. Um, so, yeah. So no, Very that exciting. was that was I did we did forget that one was an awesome piece of news that came across uh, yesterday, and a lot of people were excited to see it, and it's a good sign to show that the world is them. coming back. Yeah, yeah. The and world that's, is they're, back. They're obviously, I think, I think that's why I shed a tear too with Disneyland because all of these things are like little signs that we're we're gonna we're we're coming out of this. I don't know. Or maybe I just have a heart, and that's why I shouldn't. Or maybe I'm just going to make fun of you. I'm going to make you can make fun of me for not watching. I'm going to make fun of you for watching and crying. Well, thanks. Let's move on because yes. I don't want it. Whatever. Star Wars. Anyway, <laughs> so we have a lot of things going on this week. Always this week in May, we have Cinco de Mayo, which is today, the day that um, this podcast is being aired. But we are recording this on Tuesday, which is May the 4th, which is a national holiday <laughs> for us Star Wars. Games. I looked it up. It is. It is true. <laughs> it is true. So, you know, we honored Cinco de Mayo with our beverage today, but I think we need to change our focus and really focus on Star Wars because there's so much to talk about in relation to like Star Wars and Disney. Star Disney loves Star Wars and they've been doing so much in the last couple of years. Like there used to be a time where the only time, the only way that you could get your fangirl on about Star Wars is to go to Star Tours and how in MGM studios <laughs> 
And luckily, like, no, no, no more. I haven't gone on Star Tours in years. Um, oh, you're missing out, though. Can I just, like, say uh, that? It, they, know, they've added new endings. They have, yes. I've been it, on it recently enough to see new endings. I just, it's not, it's not a favorite, especially because I feel like the new editions have totally yeah, eclipsed it. So... I know, so but I have such a soft spot for Star Tours. Well, nostalgia. Look at you with your heart coming out. Right? <laughs> Did you see my shirt? I'm going to show. So for those of you who are listening and not watching, it's on um, the Disney podcast, Mouse Moms of Disney podcast face. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. What is our new <laughs> Disney uh, planning and by Mouse Moms? I posted a picture today, but here's my Star Wars shirt in the cute. cute. But I'm not cute. certain what this is all about. And so us children of the 70s and 80s, like I got this at Target and it's got these three stripes, red, white, and blue. And my husband's like, uh, so is it G.I. Joe? Like, cause it looks like, <laughs> it looks a little bit like the, the G.I. Joe. Joe Han Solo crossover. So we kind of love this shirt and fight over who gets to wear it because it's perfect. Yeah. So it's right. But look at it though. Don't you see a little, it doesn't look no. like maybe it's the colors of the resistance. I don't know. I don't know. Are they blue? I thought, I, I thought it was black and white. There is it. Maybe our listener knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a rad shirt. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, it's totally rad. Let's let's delve into Star Wars. And I think we first need to talk about um Galaxy's Edge, because that's like the most exciting, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so Galaxy's Edge right now, it's been open now for a year and a half, right? It's in both Disney World and Disneyland. Um, there are two main attractions. Like two years. Disneyland, two years. Two, two years, years right, because that was the sum. Yeah. Yeah, two years in June, because I was there second opening weekend. Right, right. Yeah, but you can just erase this last year, so it's only it's been true. Year. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You can erase the last 412, 412 days. 412 days, exactly. <laughs> um, but they're both, they both have the, the two attractions, um, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, which is where you can go and um, sit in the cockpit of the Millennium, of the, what is it, the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. Yep. Um, that one's super cool. There is a height requirement, a minimum of 38 inches, which is not bad. So most kids can ride it. Um, did everybody but Logan? Lo Logan, yeah. yeah, he was Logan's at 30. He's close. He's close. Yeah, he's 36. If we keep letting the curls grow out a little bit more, <laughs> we might get the extra two inches right so there. To put it in perspective, Logan is not yet three and he's almost there. So this We're one is, is, is almost good for everybody. Um, the, the gist of the ride is that you're you're going on this mission. There you're trying to make the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. There, there I mean, are... that's like the big, that's the thing he's super proud of. And I'm going to be annoying, but that's what I love so much about Solo, the movie, as as a spinoff of the, of the, of the right? What do they call the side ones? Like the, you know, 2.5. Um <laughs> There's a name for the, those movies that aren't on the main of the main nine. And I just can't remember it. But anyway, that's why I love that movie so much because it's all, because that's like so Han Solo. You got to make right. the run in less than 12 parsecs. Yes. And that is the whole mission of this also. Um, and and it, the cool thing that I like about this ride is that everybody has like a job. 
Yeah. So you can be the pilot, which was my favorite. Um, you can be a gunner or an engineer. And that's I think I've done all three. That's the part that I think really hits home with the kids too. Like they not only unfortunately want to ride it once, they want to ride it again because they go through and they're like, oh, I was the gunner this time. I want to be the pilot. And right. I, every single time they're going, it's a different experience for them. Um, and they really feel involved versus kind of just sitting there on a regular ride and experiencing it. They're more involved in this one. Um, and it's more than, you know, so if you've done Mission Space over in Epcot, you also have different jobs, but I don't think those jobs actually make things happen. But um, um, the Millennium, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Everybody <laughs> believes they do, Jen. Right, Everyone right. knows we don't like Mission Space. All right, <laughs> I know. but on the Millennium Falcon, those jobs, you you know the the ride experience will change based on how well or how poorly you do your job, which is really kind of cool. Um, it's ingenious. It, it really is. It does like that. I think the whole purpose of um, or the whole, like not the whole mission behind the Imagineers thinking about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is they really wanted to have people and Star Wars fans be immersed in the story. And so you have to have them playing a huge part in these rides. Right. So yeah. it, it really works with this ride. So I might be the last human on the planet who has ridden this one and not uh, Rise of the Resistance, right? In the beginning, everybody was me because because Smuggler's Run came out first before mm -hmm. Rise of the Resistance. So everybody could ride that. And everyone was, you know, pretty blown away by it. And then, of course, Rise of the Resistance came out, which, from what I understand, is absolutely amazing. And so you don't hear that much about Smuggler's Run, but it really is an awesome ride. However, <laughs> it's a simulator. It is a yes. simulator yeah. ride. Um, so my favorite part of the ride was actually the long queue because you're walking yes. through the air station. I don't even know where you are. This is where my Star Wars, Star Wars knowledge ends. Um, the, the location, the hangar, right. But I forget where it's supposed to be, like what country, but anywhere, planet. Um, someone can tell me, please. Aren't we on Batu? Well, I guess. Yeah, right. The whole yeah. land is Batu. Yeah, yeah right. I guess so. So, um, Anyway, what was I it's saying? I got so, I, yeah, so I really like Millennium Falcon yes. as far as like you get to see the chess table where they play. I was going to say that's yeah. my favorite part is that area where that chess table is right before you're getting on. They literally replicated the entire yeah. thing. Like my kids' it's minds were blown. So cool. It's really so cool. So at that point, you're in the Falcon though, right? Like yes. you're, you're in the Falcon. And once you get in there, it's really cool. Hopefully they'll start letting people actually sit there to play chess again or pretend chess because during COVID you can't really touch anything. So they just have the limited number of people going through that room at a time. And Super they're, grateful though, that you can still go through that room because. Yes. I mean, really and there cool. are pluses and minuses of COVID times right now. So the, the positive is that you are in the cockpit by yourself, like with mm -hmm. your, with your own family pod. So the chances of you getting the job on the Millennium Falcon that you want to get are, it, that's much higher because you're not put in there with strangers and you can kind of fight it, duke it out with your friends and family. I was going to say, you're fighting it out for party. Exactly. Is it two um, pilots or just one? It's two, two of each. So the, the yeah. cockpit 
fits six people. So you have two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. So, so it's cool because now, you know, you can kind of decide for yourself. The uncool part of COVID, which I hope it's coming back, the pre-show was awesome. Although the last time I was there, they were showing the pre-show again. I think yeah. in October, maybe they weren't. October, Somebody I don't said, think, Yeah, that was there. No. When, I, when we were, th- when I was there, like the, in January and February, it, it, the pre-show was there. Um, yeah. Everything, the only difference is really they have you spaced out in they that. Do. Story, like everyone's spaced. And so you depending where you're, you're spaced, it's a little bit hard to see, but yeah. um, the pre-show is awesome. The other thing that they have in non-COVID times is they have a singer, single rider queue, which is yeah. nice, um, which obviously they don't have that now. And that this one is on the fast pass too, eventually someday. But um, I think the showstopper, in this land is definitely rise of the resistance. We talk about this one a lot. This one, I think the reason why it's so amazing is that it's so um, unlike anything ever anywhere. Um, It's a really long ride. I think it's like 18 minutes or something. And it's, it's, it's like a multi, like, I don't want to give it away for people like Juliana who still haven't been on oh, it, okay. <laughs> but you know, there are different things that you're doing on this. It's a It's a simulator parts of it. It's a, it's an actual ride. It's a fast ride. It's you're walking through parts of it. I mean, I it's say, like a, there's it, plague, there's characters interacting and there's, there's so it's many crazy. different parts. Yeah, there's it's so many different It's definitely a dream come true for yeah. a Star Wars fan. After it's, all this time, I've heard you and everyone else explain this ride 8 million times, and I am no closer to understanding no, what it's actually really, going to be like. So You can't I'm explain gonna, it. I was going to say, and the people that have gone on it, they've like they've determined not to tell other people when they haven't experienced it. Because when you experience it, if you go in and you don't know anything about it, that's the amazing part of it and i think people have recognized that so they're like oh you haven't been oh i'm not telling you yeah and i don't even try to imagine it to be honest you can't you You can't and and again to go back to what i said before about like this goal of the imagineers to make this part this an immersive and interactive like they they hit a home run with both attractions at this park but rise of the resistance is like that's you feel like you're trying to escape like it's definitely the take home that i have gotten from all the explanations that people give me i don't understand how but i do understand that the end product is that it is incredibly immersive and you'll feel like you are in or and every time you go on it, my favorite, well, not my favorite part, but I love at the very end when the ride is over and everybody's getting off and they're like, oh my God, oh my God. And they're just like freaking out with how awesome it is. And all the cast members who are there, whose job it is to make sure everybody gets off the ride vehicle safely and everything. They're just like, I know, wasn't it? They're, they're like equally excited, I think, because <laughs> the enthusiasm in the space is, I mean, it's just really cool. But yeah. the 411 about this one, there. this one has a 40-inch minimum height requirement, which still isn't that tall. So um, a lot of a lot of little guys can ride on this one. Um, what else? Uh, there are no fast passes ever. Forget mm-hmm. COVID or standby lines. The only way you can ride this mm-hmm. is through the virtual, virtual queue, which is very controversial and which is why so many people still have not ridden on it. 
Um, there are two chances <laughs> to get in the virtual queue, one at 7 a.m. and one at 1 p.m. Um, and we're going to talk about that later. But um, this is a great one. This is like the, the reason, well, not the reason to go to Galaxy's Edge, but it's a big one. You don't want to miss it. If, you, if you're there, you want to yeah. try to get on it. I was going to say, right. you don't want to miss it, unfortunately, with the virtual queue. there There's a large possibility you could miss it. Um, and you'll still have a great time because Galaxy's Edge has still have so a great time much to with see. the rest of it. My yes. favorite thing about Galaxy's Edge and all through Disney World, obviously, wherever you go, the cast members remain in character. But there's something really neat about Galaxy's Edge and having the characters be the Star Wars characters. I don't. I don't know why it feels different, even though it happens where cast members stay in character in their lands and whatever. There's something about being on Batu and, and having them use their weird language with you or, or, you know, it's just. And there's like, there's a, it's cool. Cause there's, if you Google it, there's like a whole dictionary that you can use of words in, in the land. So, you know, if you're there in the morning and um, what it's, bright suns, bright right? Suns. Yeah. For yeah. good morning and mm -hmm. rising moon is what you say at night when you're saying good night to people. And like the cast members are truly impressed and they'll have conversations with you. And it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I love it. But the yeah. whole area is really cool. It's all themed um, for the for the Star Wars lover. Um, there are two places that you can eat there. Um, there's Docking Bay 7, which is I think kind of like the main place because the menu is, is more extensive um, yeah. and Ronto roasters, which we've talked a lot about because we love a Ronto wrap. Did you say <laughs> extensive or expensive? Extensive. Uh, bigger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really at Ronto roasters, the only thing that you're going to get there is a Ronto wrap. They have that's breakfast items there too. But if that's not, what you feel like eating, then Docking Bay 7 has a lot more options on the menu, but it's very, if you've read the menu, it's very heavy. Mm. It's like pot roast. And but, but maybe you could try breakfast. something like that because thanks to Ashley Craft, I can make a Ronto roaster at yeah. home, a Ronto yeah, wrap at home. That is I true. Think, I just feel, I saw the recipe in there. I feel like it's just not, it's going to be one of those things where I do it and I'm like, you're not it. You're not, <laughs> you're not the Ronto. Like I'm going to get angry at, the food I create and be like, you're not the Ronto roaster. I'm sorry. You're just not. You're the Ronto roaster when I'm not able to, or the Ronto wrap when I'm not able to get the original. We're not able to get the original. I will yeah. say Docking Bay 7. I like Docking Bay 7 for breakfast. Um, for people that are up first thing in the morning, head to um, Galaxy's Edge as their first stop. They do have some cool breakfast items um, that I thought was really good. Like you said, the rest I think is really heavy. I'm not a huge fan of lunch and dinner there. Um, you don't want pot times. roast when it's 95 degrees no, outside? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> I might if someone else is making it. I mean, I will say inside Docking Bay 7 is really cool. Um, so it inside, is. They have all different seats, all different areas. I think that's It's also really literally cool. really cool and a nice place to cool yes. off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a great option to go for dinner because that I can eat a little bit heavier at yeah, dinner time. Great. So you could do that. But yeah, lunch keep just that don't in miss, mind. Don't miss the Ronto wrap. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's really good. It's the so other good. two um are the more iconic places to eat. Um there's the milk, the milk stand. It's not a place to eat, but that's where you're gonna get your blue milk. They have green milk too, but um 
most people are familiar with the blue milk from that Luke is drinking with his aunt and uncle before they yeah. kick it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Whatever. All right. um, and then the, and then the last one of course is Oga's Cantina. It's a uh, mask mom's favorite. Um, um, it's just awesome. So it's, it is a bar. They don't serve food there that you can get like little snacky things, but don't count on it for a meal at all. This is just the place that you want to go to as a star Wars fan, because you want to go there as a star Wars fan. I like, it's yeah. so cool it, and it's like 100% worth it. The chips, I think was one of their appetizers we ordered last time. It wasn't even worth it. I'll be honest. No. It just, it wasn't, I wanted to try it to see what it looked like and see just it wasn't worth it. But really it's yeah. worth getting the reservation, right? Like it's yes. the reservation, one hundred percent, just Don't for the drinks. The My kids yeah. loved. It. I mean, even bringing kids in, people are like, "Oh, it's a bar." No, you're it's fine. So cool. It's so yeah. cool. And I, so I also want to correct myself. Well, so on a, a, the last po podcast that we talked about Oga's, I can't remember which one it was. I referred to the Oga's scene in Star Wars, but I need to say that it's not Oga's in Star Wars. Oga's is not an actual Star Wars place it's not right. from the movies it's inspired by the movies and mostly inspired by mos eisley cantina which is the yes. one that we see in the movie and which is why i was half hoping to see the long snouted singer of the band <laughs> but um it because everybody wants to go to mos eisley cantina <laughs> Yeah. Well, they anyway. still have that same vibe. Absolutely. That's yeah. why I love it so much. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I love how the door like makes the sound and slides yeah. open to yeah. walk in. And it's kind of like a secret, but not really like the. <gasps> I have the to show you a picture. There is written in Star Wars language a picture of it looks like it might be a menu or something when you're walking in. And all of a sudden we were passing it. Blake saw it and he goes, There's our last name. <gasps> and I go, What? I love that. And I, I'm looking at it and it, it looked identical to VOGT going across. And it was, it's not something that changes. So of course I immediately took a picture of it oh, because it's like, oh my God, it look, no, it does not change. It just, because it's written in the Star Wars different language, because but the letters were written in the it just, stars. It just looked that way. The picture's being posted. Um, oh, really yeah, it's being posted, but yeah, my eight year old like was staring at it because he was like, Oh, it's written in a different language. I was like, Yeah, it's written in you know, the Star Wars language. And he goes, Then why does it say our last name? And of course, immediately I was like, Oh my god, is this one of the things where like your reservation gets called and your name gets right. popped up there? Right. So I'm like staring at the thing, I'm looking behind Waiting it, I'm for like, it to change. <laughs> does it change? Listen to the cast of staring at me, he's like, What you doing? And I was like, This does it change? He goes, No, why would it change? I go, Well, my last name's right there, and he's like, Oh, it is. And he was like, <laughs> off, like, well, of course you're a valued blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. Did you try that? Did you try that? That's hilarious. Like thinking cast now. Nice. Right? right? So yeah, so, I'm going to post the picture. It was it was awesome though. And I really, really it, cute. it didn't put it past me that they would like pop right. names up there. Right. right? Like a uh, small world and. Yeah. Like it's a small world. Coaster. Rock and roller. But no, so, apparently my last name is just that important. So. <laughs> <laughs> in all languages. Yes, so, so this, um, Oga's of all the places to eat in Galaxy's Edge, Oga's is the, or to stop, Oga's is the only one that needs a reservation, yes. right? Docking Bay Seven is a takes, quick service. Yeah, it's the only one that takes a reservation right. and, and you need it. And, yeah. and that one is one that books up quickly. So definitely get on there at your 60 days out. Um, but, but the other cool thing about this one is just the drinks are all 
so cool and futuristic. Yeah. And I, I haven't yet tasted one that I'm like, oh my God, I need to make this at home. But they're all very cool. One of the more popular ones I've had, it's the Fuzzy Tauntaun. It's um, peach vodka which and peach schnapps, which you know my feeling about peach schnapps. I don't know how I had this. Or maybe, maybe Mark, somebody ordered it. I think I ordered it but I don't do peach schnapps. But this is the one that makes your lips tingle. You ordered it with me. When we yeah, went. with the peach schnapps. Yeah, that with the was... peach schnapps. And you ordered it because it was the tingling one. You just wanted to feel, you wanted to experience yes. the tingling one, but then- And it was, it was cool, schnapps. but peach schnapps. But it was peach cool. Schnapps. And it's one of the, it's one of the more popular ones because, but all the drinks do that. Like there's one that bubbles and they're yeah. it just, they, and the, the non-alcoholic ones are cool too. So the kids have something to like drink that makes them feel like they're on Star Wars. They also just have beer and wine too. So they if, you do. Just, if you, if you're not into peach schnapps. <laughs> and you can also get the blue milk here and they serve it with a cookie. Yeah, yeah. I had wine there. It was a blue wine. Uh, basically, it's wine yes. that, with some blue food. It's white wine that they put food. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, for me, for me, Oga's is just about the ambiance. Totally well worth 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 having to buy a drink just to get to sit in there. Frankly. Correct. I um, agree. And I like to book this one at like between two and three in the afternoon when, yeah, when you, you know when I need a little break and and you know so I can still have lunch at a normal time and dinner at a normal time. So I like to sneak this one in between the two when it's hot and yes, I want to get away from the riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> and so a great duck in, what do you say? So I duck into a CD bar on uh, <laughs> on bad too on bad too. <laughs> So the other places that you'll need a reservation if you want to visit them are for shopping. There's Savvy's Workshop. That's where you'll build your own um, lightsaber. And then there's the Droid Depot if you want to build your own droid. Both of those are really popular and they both book up really quickly, which is kind of funny to me because Savvy's, the lightsabers start at $220 plus tax yeah. uh, per lightsaber. Does it actually chop people's hands off? Like, what um, are you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you can still in the gift shop, like buy all the lightsaber yes. pieces. Is that not as nice a lightsaber? So no, these ones are, I have not done it yet because I have not yet been willing to spend that kind of money for a lightsaber. I guess I'm not as big a fan as I thought, but clearly, um, it's Jeez. not just the lightsaber. The lightsaber is very, very good quality, it, but it's an experience and a show. Uh, so I guess it's like you become a Jedi master and you're building your lightsaber and it's very personalized and you get to pick each thing, like the core and, and whatever. So there's that. And then at Droid Depot, you can choose between like an R2 kind of robot or a BB-8 kind of robot. Um, that one's a little less expensive at $100, but I still have, I have not done that either. I was going to say, um, we tried to do it and we never got a reservation for the droid. So we ended up just going in the store. You yes. can buy a droid and then they have, yeah, they have things in there to personalize it though. Like they were able to pick out the personality chip. They picked colors to switch some things in and out to personalize it a bit more. Yeah. I found that a really good alternative. Like if you can't get the reservation, it's a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, okay. And my children were still, yeah, they were still thrilled with it. They still got the cute little droid box. Like everything else was 
you know, you can't personalize it as well as you can having the droid appointment, but it was a great alternative. They were pretty happy with it. And then is it just like it functions? Like it doesn't yeah. have a remote control and stuff? Yep. So he, yep. So That's we got, cool. um, and how much is that one? We had R2-D2, I think it was like 79, but that was right when it opened. I think the price has changed a bit. That's and then we got a personality chip. So uh, my son's made him evil. So he got the evil personality chip. And then, <laughs> right. And then he got, we, they got like a pack of blue so they could switch out some of the like doors and whatever for blue on him. Yeah. So it, and he's, he's great. I mean, we have a BB-8 and an R2-D2 and the R2-D2 from the droid. I, we really like him. He's so he's, he's cute. All in, they were how much? I want to say it ended up being about $100 once we got all the different accessories. And I think regularly. If you do it at the appointment, it starts at $99.99. Yeah. And then when you includes, add everything else. It in. includes yeah. the droid and the cardboard carrying case. They also sell like a, a backpack that you can put them in instead. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then the same with the lightsaber. It includes the lightsaber and a carrying case. And keep in mind that they are still not doing deliveries to resorts and they are still not delivering to the front of the park. So keep that in mind when you're booking your appointment. If you're building your lightsaber at nine o'clock in the morning, you're going to have to carry <laughs> that bad boy around with you all day. <laughs> yeah. Or you stay at a Skyliner hotel. And go run and drop it home. Yeah. And, and send someone to drop it off because it takes yeah. like 15 minutes. Exactly. The other thing to keep in mind for both of these experiences is you can't make one appointment and have your family forego in and watch. <laughs> they only allow two people at a time. And that was pre-COVID also. That doesn't really have anything to do with COVID. So keep that in mind. There are other places, um, shopping areas in this Black Spire outpost that you can um peruse, look for, you know, your, your Star Wars merch. But also something to notice is that there are the, these places, these shops, these, they're covered in memorabilia from the movies. Yeah. So take your time, look around. It's really cool to kind of notice all these things and recognize them from the movies that we've enjoyed throughout the years. So it's pretty cool. Um, another cool way to enjoy this area is with your Play Disney app. So Lori was just talking about this sign that she saw at Oga's. So one of the features that comes alive in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on the Play Disney app is the ability to translate that language. So I am really curious to see if your last name means something in right? droid speak or alien talk. So you're going to have to do that next time. But it's really cool. You can just, you know, we did, we've done it. You just, you know, aim your phone at the, the writing and it translates it for you. It's really cool. You can scan objects. You can um, decrypt communications that are coming in. You can hack into devices and control panels and make things move. Um, there are a lot of things to interact with with your Play Disney app on the queues for the two rides. So you're going to want to make sure that you have that app uploaded to your um, smartphone device before you go because um, it's really awesome. One of the cool things that you can do online for Millennium Falcon is they give you a simulator so you can practice controlling they do? they do you can practice um 
you can practice piloting this, uh, um, the Millennium Falcon on the on the app. While I would have done a lot better if I had. Played <laughs> well, now you know. Yeah. So yeah, tons of cool things for you to fangirl out at, at in um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This year is the year for Star Wars. Disney announced a, a couple months ago all these really cool Star Wars movies and series and spinoffs that are coming to Disney+. Plus. They did so un unbelievably well with the Mandalorian series that they just kind of went to town and... Um, I mean, in my house, Sam is like the the biggest nerd <laughs> when it comes to Star Wars. And so he's like, you should hear him talking about it. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> um, we're not going to list all of them here. We did do a blog article about it way when they announced it. I want to say in December. Um, but a couple of cool things to definitely acknowledge. So again, this is airing on Cinco de Mayo, but on May the 4th, which is tonight while we're recording, um, the first of those announced series is coming to Disney+. Plus. It is The Bad Batch. Um, and this is going to be an animated series. If you've watched the animated series of Clone Wars, I don't know if your girls have watched it. My kids have roped me into watching it. It's actually really good. It gives you a lot of the backstory about the Clone Wars and everything. It's really cool. So this is kind of a spinoff, um, of that and it's debuting tonight. So that will be really cool. It takes place after the events of the Re Revenge of the Sith movie, just to give you some frame of reference. But we also saw a couple of things um, being teased at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, which is really exciting. So um, in one of the episodes in season two, we saw Ahsoka coming back, coming into the, the um, story and that is because she is getting her own show which i'm really excited about um so it's going to be who is that rosario dawson D dawson is that her name mm -hmm. i love That's her right. yeah yeah so she's gonna re revive that character who we saw in the mandalorian um and again dave filoni is going to be and john favreau are involved in that series so it's going to be really awesome they're the ones who are responsible for the mandalorian which i love so i'm really excited for that one we also saw um boba fett in one of those or a couple of those episodes yeah in season two of The Mandalorian, and he is getting a spinoff also called The Book of Boba Fett. So I'm really excited about that one. That's supposed to start in December of this year. So something to look forward to. So much to look forward to. The whole world is going Star Wars crazy. So right? much. So, um, and then in addition, so there are 10 new series that are coming to Disney Plus. And in addition to those 10 new series, Disney announced that there are going to be two new movies that they're working on. Um, one is Rogue Squadron. And this one is really exciting because it's going to be directed by a woman, which I think is pretty cool. We haven't seen that yet. And then um, there's a second one. And I don't know anything about this one. And my kids looked at me like I was crazy because I didn't know. But it's an untitled project. Um, um, let's just leave it at that. Based on um, a character whose name I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's um, 
I don't even know what it's going to be about. It's going to be directed by Teka Watiti, who is who directed the final episode of the first season of The Mandalorian, and he's also directed things like Thor Ragnarok. But apparently, if you're in the know with Star Wars, you know exactly who that is. I don't know who that is. I say I got nothing on that one. But sounds exciting. Yes. Next thing that we need to talk about when it comes to Star Wars is the much anticipated opening of the Galactic Star Cruiser, otherwise known as the Star Wars Hotel. Yes. <laughs> Do we, this, this is the, like, this, even talk if you're just a little bit of in a, the story. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. exactly. So I have to give a disclaimer. Like, I love Star Wars. I've seen all the main movies a gazillion times, but I have to give the disclaimer that I'm not like super well versed in Star Wars history. I forget some things. I'm like, it's like I am with sports. Like, I watch the football game and enjoy it when I'm watching it, but I cannot give you the play by play after. Yeah. See, I'm like that, except I know sports. But I, I know sports. I, I know all the rules and sport? I know this sport, yeah. but I don't like remember, like, do you remember when number 25 ran down? But like, I don't remember the details once the game is over. Okay. Like, I just remember who won or lost. So I'm kind of like that with movies too, but I am so excited. Even as I guess you could call me a casual Star Wars fan. I am insanely excited about the Galactic Star Cruiser. Like, yeah, I, this will this be like be nothing you've ever seen. No, I think this is going to do for resorts what Rise of the Resistance has done for attractions. Yeah. It's something we've never seen before. The hype about it is so well-deserved. It's going on almost two years. At, and, and well, the ride hasn't been around for two years. But anyway, it's been going on for, for a while. And the hype is not dying down at all. Mm -mm. And I think that's what we're going to see for this hotel. So... This is kind of like a cruise tell. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, it's just like if you were to like go to Disney for a few days and you're like, all right, I'm going to go on a Disney cruise for the three night instead of a three night, it's a two night. You're yeah. just, and you're going to go galactic star cruising instead. Yes. Yes. And, and so um, they keep saying, even today because of, of May the 4th, I noticed that um, Jeff Vale and Josh DeMero on their Instagram posted um opening opening 2022 so it looks like they're still on track for a 2022 opening we have not been given the word about when um we'll be able to make reservations to this but we have been given information some information on what to expect so the main oh. thing to expect is that they will be offering um two night all immersive adventures so much like a cruise, you are expected to board this, this star cruiser and stay on it for two nights. And so your meals are going to be included and, and some sort of entertainment should be included. It's going to be immersive. We've gotten glimpses of the rooms, which look like what I would imagine the berths on a star cruiser would look like. Very futuristic, very like bunk beds that look like I say the bunk beds. Yeah, the bunk beds look adorable. Adorable. They do look a, a little cool. I'm claustrophobic. So I was I just going to say feel like it looks like a coffin. Yeah, but I'm sure they're going to do a, a great job. But yes. the idea of being trapped on a spaceship is like a submarine to me. I'm like, Rrr. but no. um, but obviously this is not that and that's all in your head. And if they yeah. do a good job, you'll just want to leave. <laughs> <If> you're claustrophobic. <laughs> 
No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm sure it will be fine. I can't wait to do it. Oh, yeah. God. So it looks like the the story, because everything in Disney always has a story. It looks like when you check in, you board this um, craft carrier that then brings you to the hotel. So I don't know what they're going to do with movement and sounds and everything to make it feel like you are boarding this thing, checking in, and then they're transporting you to the Star Cruiser, but that's what it's going to be. So when you look out your window on the Star Cruiser or in your your stateroom or whatever they're going to call it, it's going to look like you're looking out into the galaxy, which is really cool. So it's going to be totally immersive. Um, but you should also expect that kind of price point. It's not going to be like staying even in a deluxe villa resort on property. It's going to be like very similar, like going on a two night cruise. It's going to be that kind of I was price. I say it's going to be a per price because you're paying for food, you're paying for other stuff. So it's going to be a per person type deal. And it's, it's going to be pricey. It is. It is. <laughs> it's going to be pricey. That's our speculation and everyone else's. And it's going to be awesome. That's our other speculation and everyone else's. So I'm, I'm just super excited. I'm just excited to see how they're going to pull this off. Um, yeah. And we don't even know all the details about what they're trying to pull off. But what we know, I still am like, how are they going to do this? So yeah, there's really a lot excited. of cool theories and what ifs if you, if you start Googling. Um, but the things we do know, the cabins are going to sleep five people. So that's good for larger families. Mm -hmm. um, we do know that you're going to board this pod and be transported to this star cruiser. So it's definitely going to be interactive and immersive and like an experience instead of just a place to stay. We definitely know that it is uh, located very, very close to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. In fact, when you see pictures of the construction, you can see the spires in the background. But up to this point, there has been no like separate entrance started. I thought I saw a picture um, the other day of they had construction on one part in Galaxy's Edge where they said that was going to be where they the entrance was going. I don't think going. they've announced it yet. They didn't I don't announce know. it yet, though. No, it's I mean, but speculation it, it, that that's going to be part of the this immersive experience is that yeah. you know you land on Batu and there's going to be some like another pod maybe that takes you from the Star Cruiser to this back entrance. It's got to be something. Yeah, it would be a horribly missed opportunity if they don't connect that hotel to the yes. park somehow. There's going to be some sort of theatrics, but it, it's going to be really cool to kind of see. I can't wait until they start booking for that. But um, so I actually think they need to get on it, to be honest. Now I'm going to put my travel agent hat on for a minute. Like <laughs> I am going to tell you, Bob, I think that you are losing business, not getting this resort hotel open because I can't tell you how many people are waiting for this. Correct. So they're putting off their Disney trips because they, they want to wait for this. So get on it, Bob's. And I was going to say, they, people are booking their 2022 trips. They're booking, they're planning those vacations That's out right. because of what we've gone through. They're like, all right, we're going to do this big trip. We're going to do it then. They're already doing it. So yeah. let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Come on, Bob. Listen to us. We know. I mean, I don't um, understand sure what the big delay is all about. Right? Like, I'm sure there's a little logistics involved. When we don't know when it's going to open. When is it going to be finished? Blah, blah, blah. It's not even important. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> Get it done. Um, but 
Yeah. So, so that's the Star Cruiser. Another cruiser that we need to talk about for our Disney fans, if you've never done it, um, is the Star Wars Day at Sea sailings that Disney Cruise Line offers. I did that a couple of years, I think in 2019. Is I was supposed when to I did be that on with it. My family. I was supposed to be on it in January. Yeah, I was I was going to do the Marvel one in February. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wah, wah. But yeah. definitely, if you have not done this and you're a Star Wars fan, I this is, um, we have the best time. Um, so Star Wars Day at Sea is on select Disney Cruise Line sailings. They tend to be like winter, January, February, um, sometimes into March. Um, they have character special character meet and greets. You can meet Chewbacca. You can meet Darth Vader. You can meet um, C-3PO and R2-D2. They have a special fireworks party. They have a special show. They have a dessert party that you can do Jedi training there. Um, there are special um, uh, guest speakers talking about the Star Wars franchise. There are movie screenings running all day. There are themed items on the menu at all of the restaurants. It's just all about Star Wars. People go crazy for this too. Um, in in a way that I picture a Star Trek convention. <laughs> so I was just going to worry. I was just going to ask you this because like I, like I said, love Star Wars and would love to participate, but should I be intimidated that I'm going to feel like I walked into Comic-Con? No. no. So there are definitely those kinds of people, So, which was really cool to walk around and see, like, they did, these these diehard fans did a wonderful job with hair and makeup. It's not like Walt Disney World where you are encouraged not to dress up like a princess if you're an adult. You are encouraged to geek out here. And so some of the people who did, it was like, like bonus character meet and greets. Like literally we were walking around the ship and being like, Oh my God, is that a cast member? And they'd be like, no, we're just big Disney. We got pictures with them. (laughs) I mean, it was so cool. We were not dressed. We dressed up to the extent of where we were wearing our star Wars fan shirts, but that's really, that's it. Um, But there are some people who like totally, Star Trek convention it. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. I mean, you see some of it when you walk into Galaxy's Edge of some people that are going there the first time or whatever, and they're in full Star yeah. Wars gear. No, this is that on steroids. It was, it was, there was like a woman where like her whole face was green. She, her whole face was green and she had like things coming out of her. And we were talking to her about how she made her, I mean, it was very cool. Um, so I don't think it made me feel unworthy of being a Star Wars fan on that <laughs> okay. I think it definitely added to it because everybody was so friendly and so willing to like let you take a picture with them and um, talk about how okay. they made their costume and fun. everything. It was fun. So um, it looks like for 2022, there are four different seven night Eastern Caribbean itineraries with Star Wars Days at Sea, but they're all seven night cruises um, and they're all in the fantasy and they are all in January and February. And it looks like the latest one is March 5th sailing. And um, like I said, it's four different itineraries and I am not certain if they all sail out of Port Canaveral or not. I I can look real quick. I'm not sure, but, and to be clear, um, even though it's a seven night vacation so ours was seven night cruise also but our star wars day at sea was one one day so right we had two days of sea on that sailing and one of the days was our star wars day however 
Um, throughout the seven days, there was special decor for Star Wars all over the place. Like you could see Han Solo in the, um, oh my God, I'm going to brain fart, but that the graphite the car- or whatever, the carbon, the carbon, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So we have pictures of us standing next to that. Um, but the actual day long celebration is on your one, one of the days at sea. Um, which is where they go go big. And then everything else is just like a regular Disney cruise. They still had the pirate night and they still had, you know, all of our excursions and our, yeah. But it was that one day at sea, which was totally Star Wars, which was, it was awesome. I miss it. I want to do it again. Very cool. And then the last way that you can get your Star Wars on is through Run Disney. Um, Run Disney has a Star Wars themed uh, race every race weekend every year. Usually it's in April or May. Um, this year they also did it, although obviously they did it virtually. Um, there are different themed me- medals that are Star Wars themed. Star Wars characters are usually there when it's in person cheering you on. And people usually come to race dressed as their favorite Star Wars hero or villain. Um, this race weekend usually has a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and two challenges um, that you can sign up for. They did the same this year, but it was all virtual. Um, but we're hoping to get back to run Disney maybe in 2022. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. They haven't made announcements yet, but. So clearly there are a lot of different ways that you can get your Star Wars on. And um, so, yeah, go do it. Go do all the things. Do all the Star Wars things. So one of the biggest Star Wars things that we encourage you to go ahead and do is get yourself on Rise of the Resistance. Um, Everyone says it's what you need to do if you're going, right? So if you can't, no big deal. You'll still have a great time at Galaxy's Edge, but you want to do your very best to try to ride this. So our mouska tip today, we're ready for the mouska tip, right? Did I jump yep. the gun? No, okay. no you're good. We're good. Our mouska tip for the day is watch your mouska mom's instructional video on YouTube about how to get your Rise of the Resistance boarding group. How do they find us on YouTube, Jen? Look under, look up mouska moms. And we will also make sure that we post the link to this Um on our Facebook group at Disney Planning and Chat by Mouska Mom. So check that out. And I'll also link it in our blog post this week all about Star Wars. So yeah, Mouska Moms on YouTube. Mouska Moms on YouTube, Rise of the Resistance. All right, so watch that. And we do think that it will help tremendously. Yes. Yes, there's lots of good tips in there to make sure that you get a boarding group. But, um, and Hopefully you're able to, but as we said, it's it's a lottery system. So good luck. So, <laughs> May the force be with you. There yes. you go. Nice. <laughs> All right. So you squandered another perfectly good evening with us. And for that, we thank you. Uh, be sure to, to turn in next week for some more of our quirky antics. Um, as always, for more Disney fun and the latest news, follow along with us on our Facebook group, Disney Planning and Chat by Mouska Moms, and our blog, Mouska Moms with an S, blog.com. Thank you for listening and having a drink with us this week. Tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Mouska Moms are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel.
These traveling moms are signing off. And remember, please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Because we like you. And